All right. Who's doing the intro? It's me. Let's go. Welcome to Fad Pod, boys. We're the Fad Pod boys. Across from me is Matt Lefty. You know him. You love him. He loves the Packers. Not the Packers. The Chiefs. You know who Damn. loves the Packers, but not Clay Matthews. Just be to the left. And you know who doesn't know what to think of his team right now? Steelers fan, professional sports broadcaster, Kuiper. That's right. me. I'm allowed to talk for the time being because the Steelers are still currently playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a 30-13 to 13 lead going into the fourth quarter as we are recording this. So I might react in real time depending upon what happens. So no guarantees, though. He's trying not to pay attention. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, like, Corey's kind of in my way blocking the game, because I know that if I can have, if I can somehow see a television with the game on, I will not be focused, so, right. so uh, we're strategically set up here. There was a few uh, upsets we'll get to later in this episode, and a few other things that happened this week, as always, that happens every week in football. Uh, I will say, just to kind of give a thing, I feel like ever since the season started, this this format that we do is way better. Right. Where we just open forum, just BS the entire episode. I feel like it's not. It makes it fun to talk about football. It does. Yeah. And we and for the most part, we at least talk about every single game. Yeah, like we talk about the bit. major ones, but then usually towards the end, Matt will be like, okay, so what do we want to say about this game? And a lot of us will be like, wow, they both suck. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, that is kind of how it goes. Yeah, let us know if you like this forum better. Let us know if you like the preseason form better the structured you know yeah. segment type of thing we kind of like this one better but you know we're just gonna chase listens so right <laughs> so justin you can uh for the second week in a row you can't host your own show can't host your own show <laughs> but he's, uh he's shaking his head but looking down in disappointment now that now that the intro is over it is now time for the only sports news, what what do you say? The only weekly still, sports oh. broadcast that matters. No, it's, it's the Jubby Report. No, it's wrong. It's the only weekly football news segment you need to care about. It's the Jubby Report. So much Jub, so much Jub to report this week. <laughs> God, he's the Jub guy. You're turning into like a modern day Walt Whitman. That's me, man. With these, I'm, I'm poetic. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> After a nasty knee injury on Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo's season is over via an ACL tear. I, I, I got any jokes, man? I, I'm actually really sad. I'm really sad. It was his fault. It was his fault entirely. Like, get out of bounds, dude. Yeah. There's not. There's like. Seven Chiefs defenders. Really in our defense, Bernard Pollard doesn't play for the team anymore, so he shouldn't. He he doesn't have. We don't have the ability to kill ex and current Patriot quarterback knees. It just kind of happened. Yeah, that, no, there was there was no Chiefs' fault. No, not, not a single Chief. No, it's just a. Uh, it's just a shame. Goes when you get tackled sometimes. Yeah, and it wasn't even like he was effectively tackled. He was just pushed out of bounds, or he was running along the sideline and tried to make a fancy little cut and stay in bounds and just blew his ACL out. So, Are the 49ers going to win another game? Yes. Like, a game? Two. <laughs> Two games? Two. Are they winning ten games, Matt? 
God, no. <laughs> Not anymore. There goes my prediction. Worthy, no- worthy of note is that Richard Sherman also got hurt in that game. He's going to miss like three weeks. I didn't see that. Is it his Achilles again? No. It's like a lower leg injury, but it's like a, it's like a calf injury. So close to the Achilles. Close. Yeah, it's close. That's what it was last year until it finally popped and it was the Achilles. Right. So I think they're going to be like really, really precautious. But now he, so he's gone for three weeks and Jimmy's gone for the whole year. Do you see him cover the shit out of Tyree Kill on that touchdown that should have been a touchdown? <sighs> Damn, Sherman, he had that closing speed. Yeah, that was actually that was really good. That was like I was like, wow, that's he's that's Richard Sherman. He's still Richard Sherman. Like to be fair, Tyreek had to slow down for the ball. No, like to be fair, that was the first ball I've ever seen Mahomes underthrow. That's true. Well, didn't, it, didn't in his Tyreke. defense, if he had thrown it any harder, it would have been out of bounds. He's no, at the beginning of the end zone. And, well, and also, guys. I think that Mahomes didn't think Sherman would get there. Right. I feel like he was like, "Wow, I don't want to overthrow him, so I'd rather like have Tyreek come back to the ball a little bit." I don't. I just think he underestimated. That happens a lot where we think like, "Oh wow, why'd the quarterback underthrow him?" It's just they're they're not taking into consideration the closing speed of the corner. So right, that's really it. So the Arizona Cardinals are bad. <laughs> the bad Arizona Cardinals have officially announced that uh, Josh Rosen will be their starting QB for Week Four. Hey! Um, oh God. What what a, what a terrible situation they I, put him in. I absolutely hate having to say this, but Kuiper was right when I think it was the episode right before the season started. Kuiper made the prediction that all of those first round QBs, except Lamar Jackson, would be starting by week eight. It has happened. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, technically, Lamar has played. Nobody hasn't started. But he hasn't you said, started a you game said at quarterback. Started. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just saying, like, just to clarify, so people aren't confused. Lamar Jackson has had playing time for the Baltimore Ravens, but he has not started at quarterback. But now, yes, with with the Arizona Cardinals naming, which, by the way. Like, we watched on Thursday, like, Baker Mayfield come in in the second half and, like, like you know, win, come back and win the game. They put him in with four minutes left <laughs> against the Chicago Bears. Right. Like. The Khalil Max. Right. Like, why? That was an awful decision. Khalil Snacks wanted to eat a Rosen beef sandwich. <laughs> My God. Uh, there is something I want to talk about, but we'll get through the Jubby Report. Yes first so this this is some new really recent news um according to a report uh vikings defensive end and apparently really angry boy everson griffin was reportedly named in a replace report regarding an incident at a minneapolis hotel in which he threatened to shoot somebody in the middle of the day on a, on saturday losing to the bills will do that to you on Saturday. Wait a minute. Oh, on Saturday before the game? So now he's going to shoot somebody. Holy shit. <laughs> he threatened to shoot someone on in an airport on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. That's uh Whew. Oh boy. He's a very angry boy. Yeah, apparently he uh he issued he issued the threat unless hotel staff would allow him into his room. I don't know hmm. what what the what the stuff around that is. But he threatened to assault staff members before leaving the hotel. Officers didn't make any arrests and didn't find a gun after responding to the scene. 
Interesting. Uh, and then they lost to the Bills. Ooh. 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 Man. So then we have uh, Bills running back, and still, no matter what you think, possible jail boy, LaShawn <laughs> McCoy, went on Twitter, posted a, a like a mock, like, sort of airbud thing with him, with Josh Allen leaping over two buffaloes. And then, and then he's, he posted the word air Josh. That hurdle was really cool, though. No, the hurdle was excellent, but I want to die. The the problem <laughs> is that the, the, the problem is is that now it's ruined because of LeSean McCoy. Oh yeah, he he completely blew it. Like I'm they mad. should cut him. Yeah, 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 get him out of here. <laughs> That's the greatest play he's in probably, Buffalo Bills history. He's probably going to jail anyway. Definitely wasn't one that won them one of the four Super Bowls in the early nineties. They didn't. No, win, they didn't win exactly. Super Bowl. Oh, you got me. I I've been bamboozled. Damn it. Um. But yeah, anyway, what's next on the Joby Report? Well, we have almost, I guess, former Steelers running back and uh, actual couch gremlin, Le'Veon Bell. Couch gremlin. Damn. <laughs> couch gremlin. You sit on the couch like a fucking gremlin. He's a couch gremlin. Okay. He's being fielded now for a trade. He is. There's a few different teams. Uh... Look at look it out for him. Big ones, I think, being the Jets and the Colts. Uh, also, ironically, the team that Pittsburgh's playing right now, the Buccaneers, yeah. also like put in interest. Yeah, I mean, like well, they can't they can't clearly can't keep in, keep giving the ball to Peyton Barber, so he can't. They just I I think they can't just, have that happening. I just don't think they're they just don't run the football like uh kind of like the Lions. Hey man, I, they I, they did a really good job of it last night. I know, but in the past four years prior to that game last night right i actually follow a really funny youtuber that's a detroit fan and uh he tweeted out that like is it, it like legal in the nfl to have a running back in triple digits are we gonna get fined for it and i thought it was really funny that's pretty funny yeah it's pretty funny so nice on the jump 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 i can't and i can't believe we have to keep talking about this news don't expect to see colin kaepernick in a san francisco 49ers uniform this season, really, I didn't. I didn't expect what? that. Somebody asked Kyle Shanahan if he would consider getting Colin Kaepernick back, and he said a resounding no. Really, who would have thought? I'm I'm blown away. I'm positively, absolutely blown the fuck away. Hmm. I am actually. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Nobody is. <laughs> the man is not going to play football anymore. Stop. Stop. Okay. I'll stop. All right, that's it for the chubby. Godwin just caught his touchdown. That got recalled earlier. Oh, uh, so it's 20 to, got it back. 20 to 30 now? Yep. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, who want? I'll, I'm going to start with something real fast. This is going to be an open forum question. Okay. Flacco's on the last year of his contract, right? Yeah. Yes. They have Lamar Jackson. Are they going to follow the Chiefs blueprint and just let – Flacco go at the end of the year and start Jackson next year. I don't think Lamar's as good as Mahomes, and I like I don't think he's going to get to that point right quick enough. But also, you don't want to give Flacco another big long contract, and I think Flacco's not going to sign a short contract. 
I don't yeah, I don't think it'd be a short contract and I don't think he'd want to sign for much less than he got in his current contract, which kind of makes it a little scary. I I think they're going to be forced into letting him go. Yeah. They're not going to be as happy about it with Reed and Mahomes cuz Mahomes is the Messiah, but uh they're going to have to they're going to be backed into the corner and they're not going to be able to give the money to Flacco that he wants cuz he's not going to be worth it. They got the young talent coming up and he's shown flashes of decentness. They just have to build on that learn behind Flacco all season see how much better he can get. I actually think it's going to be more affected by how Baker and Allen and Darnold and Rosen do. Because I think if all four of those guys come out and end up, obviously Baker's going to be the starter for the rest of the year, whether like unless he gets injured, uh, which is part of the reason why I, even after the Thursday night game, I wouldn't have committed to Baker this early, because now you're stuck with him. Abs- like Baker can go out there and just play like absolute ass. They cannot pull Baker from the game. We have a last minute addition to the Jelbert report. <laughs> oh, okay. If uh, if just a fun little stat, if uh, Pat Mahomes keeps up his his current touchdown, the way he's throwing his touchdowns, he will end up with 69 touchdowns at the end of the year. Nice. Don't make me root for it. <laughs> I want it. Man, like, uh, no. Um, but I, I just think that with Baker and who obviously had, like, the greatest moment in Cleveland Brown history ever, pretty much, and Josh Allen, who had the greatest moment in Bill's history on one play – and Donald has been wildly inconsistent, but obviously he's going to like improve and get better. He's also the youngest out of all of them. Right. And I understand that Rosen got thrown into an absolutely terrible situation, but he made a couple good throws. And I mean, at that point you're like, I mean, out of all of the, out of all the rookie quarterbacks that have been put into a game so far this year, none have had that bad of like, not only are you going in down, by what was it two you're down by two it's four minutes left and not only that but you got to go up against what might be the second best or maybe the best defense in the nfl right it was was scary to watch like i mean he stood in there he wasn't like running around yeah but then he threw two interceptions then he threw two yeah he threw two i think one got uh didn't one get nullified oh yeah yeah yeah. one got one got nullified by a penalty and then he threw another one um (sighs) But no, I think that the Ravens, I don't know, man. I, I kind of agree with Matt where, like, I don't think they have a choice to move, but to move on from Flacco unless he, like, wins the Super Bowl. Like, if they win the Super Bowl, then be like, okay, yeah, we'll give you, like, a... How far in the playoffs do you have to go to keep Flacco? Championship game. Yep. Yep. AFC championship game? AFC yep. championship game. Coaches, coaches have been fired after making the playoffs and not reaching that. So I wouldn't be surprised if like, that's the mandatory level that Flacco needs to reach right. to essentially keep his job now. Okay. Going off of that, if Flacco does get released, where does he go? All those Cause he's, right. he's, he's not like washed up. Like yeah, I don't think he'll no, no, retire. No. He won't retire. It's just all these changing of the, I mean, we're all the changing got, of the guard and the quarterback you got, across the league. The young guns are coming up. You got three t- teams in Florida that take him. Yeah, he could. He yeah. could play for Miami. 
Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville seems a little in on Bortles. They, they're they're kind of amazingly enough, they are going all in on Blake Bortles. So I don't think it. Well, I don't think he goes there. Tampa Bay uh, or Miami know, for sure, though. We know that they're in on Blake Bortles, or he wouldn't have been on a team a long time ago. Right. right. Well, true. Uh, did he get a contract extent? He did. Yeah. He did get a contract. Funny thing, you mentioned like Ryan Tannehill in Miami. I said this to Justin yesterday when we were watching the the Detroit. Uh, the Detroit Patriots game that Ryan Tannehill is on, is one of only two people. I think currently in the NFL that have won 10 of his last 11 starts. Now that's going back two years. It also doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but like, I mean, you, he's, did you see all he's those? ten and one in his last eleven games. I know, like, but have you seen all the gadget plays and everything they've been running to score touchdowns? Oh yeah, it, they're they're essentially a college offense. Right. It's not. It's not because of him they won those ten of. No, they do games. a whole bunch. It's actually like kind of interesting to watch because, like you said, it's you're looking at me like. Speaking of things that don't matter, I'm inserting a new segment. Oh God. Okay. Oh no. My good friend. And person I only see during football season, John Tobin. Oh, I know about this. I'm excited. I'm going to shut uh, up. I want you to do this. I asked him to give me he, – he, we know him as, like, our big old, like, random dumb stat man. He gives us a lot of really fun shit. And he knows a lot. He's very knowledgeable about football, and he's great. So I asked him to give me a really dumb stat every week, and I will say it here on the podcast. We're going to call the segment Tobin Stats. All right. I like it. The first Tobin stat. I, I love this one. He gave me two things to pick from. I'm going to pick this one. If you combine every one of the 15 quarterbacks to share a roster with Tom Brady since 2000 into a single quarterback, you have someone good enough to start for the Cowboys. It's 19 of 33, 227 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, average record of 8-8. Eight and eight. Wow. Also, Tampa Bay just run, ran yeah, a punt back. Flag, flag. Oh, there was a flag? Flag. Okay, never mind. Illegal block in the back. So, if you rolled up every single, every quarterback, single quarterback that has shared, shared a roster. With Tom Brady. Their combined stats are. Are basically Dak Prescott. Wow. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> All right. And that's the thing that doesn't matter. Thank you, Tobin. Appreciate right. you. I love so you. So I think we should talk about Dak Prescott. No, no, no. The first game we should talk about is the Packers game because I know Justin's got a lot to say about it. It's going to be long. Well, that's why we should start with that, and then we can move on to other stuff so I can talk about the Chiefs some more. <laughs> um, well, all right. Before we get into that, just a fun little FF for you about the, the Packers and Redskins that I was reading. In the last 16 games that Aaron Rodgers has started and finished, the Packers are 11-4-1. Two of the four losses have been to the Redskins, and the Packers have been outscored 73-41 to in those games. He's, he's the Redskins the are the reason. Packers' kryptonite, dude. I guess so. Uh, your old coach predicted the, that game. Did you see that? Cowers what? said the Redskins were going to win. Did he really? Yep. There was a lot of, uh, like from a gambling standpoint, a lot of people were picking the Redskins as underdogs in that game getting points. So apparently, I don't know, apparently there's just something about the Redskins that just gives Aaron Rodgers and the Packers fits. But It's those, it's those red teams. That's right. <laughs> He's colorblind. Right. He can't see the 
Yeah, he has no problem beating yeah. the Chiefs up. All right, Justin. All right, so, so go ahead and go ahead and whatever it is you want to. All right. Whatever it is you want to say. All right. So. Buddy, old pal. The biggest topic of conversation resulting from this game and since the football season started is the new tackle rule. The new roughing the passer rule. Yeah. Is, call it the is tackle specifically rule. Specifically. Is what we rough know. it down to. It's, it's, sure. it's a roughing the passer penalty that's, that's newly called starting this season. The specific words say that if you put most or all of your weight on the quarterback as you are tackling them, going to the ground, it is a roughing the passer penalty. Now, doesn't seem too awful. You don't want you don't want defensive players like pile driving quarterbacks into the ground, trying to kill them. You know there are there were actually two cases of it happening in the game that is currently going on right now. Yeah. So. But that penalty. Well, no, no, the, the one, the one when <laughs> where Jason, where Gerald McCoy essentially swats Ben Roethlisberger in the head and Ben takes a dive. Yeah, that bad. was that was. Awful. Oh my god! It you might have hear, been JPP. I did you hear? Know. Did you hear him saying "I'm sorry" as he was hitting Roethlisberger? Oh, that was, yeah, the, Jer- that was a different call. Oh, that yeah. was a that, different. That was a, that different, was a different, different one. Okay, that was a different Jared one. Jared McCoy is like a really goofy, funny guy. <laughs> so, but anyway, there there were two incidents of it in the game currently, but the one you are specifically talking about is the one where Clay Matthews hit Alex Smith and was flagged for the third straight game. Yes, but I'm not super. I'm not in this camp of people who are saying, like, oh, man, the NFL is going soft. Like, they're, they're being a bunch of pansies and won't let defensive players hit. No. You're not a fuddy-duddy? No, I'm not in that camp. There, there's a different reason why I dislike this rule. And we'll get into that in a second. But I want to, I wanna, you know, kill both sides in this scenario. So we'll start with this one. <laughs> you... Don't want your players getting destroyed in any scenario. There's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. If you can do something to stop your quarterback, your biggest player, from getting completely fucked, you do it, right? Yeah. He's a, you're, if you have a franchise quarterback, he's a star of your team. He makes all the cogs in the machine go. I know. I'm a Packers fan. I've watched Aaron Rodgers do it the entire time I've been watching football. Yeah. And I watched last year and four years ago when Aaron Rodgers went down. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. Think I want to watch fucking Matt Flynn go out there and try to throw footballs? <laughs> or uh, CJ or d- Beathard. D- the other Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. Ooh. The other, De- yeah. Or Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I don't yeah. at all. Yeah. So that argument's dumb. It's a really dumb, bad argument. Now let's go to the other side. I know it, it, it's easy to, to want to support this rule because it protects quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. But there's too many altercations. Uh, there's too many tiny issues that come up because of the way it's structured and the way it's being done right now that are going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. It caused a lot of complications, especially for defensive players specifically. So here's a neat little stat for you. The amount of quarterbacks that have gotten hurt on a roughing the passer call this year has been zero. The amount of defensive players that have been hurt because of a roughing the passer call in that specific context this year is one. <laughs> Yeah, the Miami Dolphins player. He tore an ACL trying to avoid making the tackle. 
making that kind of tackle and getting flagged for it. Yep. He was the he was the leading sacker for Miami. Yeah. Yep. Start offensive player. I think his name's William Hayes. Yes, yeah, William yeah, yeah. Hayes. William Hayes, yeah. Super, super important to that defense. Yeah. Part of the reason why they're 3-0. Yeah. Lost a season because he had to... Adjust on the completely fly. Completely adjust on the fly because he was coming at the quarterback from the front. And he tried really hard not to pull his weight on him and roll to the side. Went straight on his knee. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that weird how... Man, the, you, you sure protected quarterbacks at that one. You did it. In turn, you just put a, a star defensive player on his ass for an entire season. Right. Yeah. No thanks. I'd rather not take that. I don't think anybody should rather take that. We have a problem, though, with a lot of NFL fans, a lot of NFL commentators, and a lot of NFL officiates who really don't give that much of a shit about defensive players. Defensive players don't sell tickets. That's why. That's bullshit. J.J. <laughs> Watts sold tickets in, in Houston for years. Khalil Mack selling tickets now. Khalil Mack selling tickets in Chicago. Clay Matthews sold tickets in Green Bay for a while. Legion of Boom in Seattle. He's, yeah. It, that's complete bullshit. It's Although I will, I will say the Legion of Boom was a, it was a combination of, of like them and Marshawn. And, yeah, it was a huge combination But they, it was primarily them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, you had Russell Wilson made the team amazing. Can't front that out. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're watching somebody like, people were not watching Bears games until Khalil Mack got in there. And now it's exciting to watch Bears games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I understand that. I defensive agree. players are important. And when you start putting them in risk like this, you're, 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 all you're doing is taking potential injuries from one side and just giving it to the other. Right. What are you accomplishing? It's nothing. I, uh, okay. From the standpoint of the injury to, to William Hayes, that, that, that hurts the league's standpoint. Because... Once you have a defensive player getting hurt specifically because he was trying to avoid a penalty, then the outcry to get this rule like changed or fixed is just going to pick up speed. And there's already I mean the league the league kind of doubled down on it in a really shitty way where they were like, "Oh, the Clay Matthews hit. We're going to we're going to put that we're going to put that hit in our instructional video for what not to do and blah 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 like by the way tampa bay just scored a touchdown it's like three points now how much time's left uh 543 in the fourth it's 30 to 26 pittsburgh okay it was a mike evans touchdown Yay! yeah it was i'm happy actually because i have mike evans boy. fancy but we're not talking about fancy um <laughs> so yeah from a, from that standpoint the league got hurt because once defensive players start getting injured specifically because of the rule, then, um, then yeah, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the rule. Let me just say this about Clay Matthews. He's a hack. I watched, I watched the, the yeah well yeah I watched uh, a lot of the Seattle Cowboy game because it was the nationally televised game right, and Dak Prescott got beat up quite a bit in that game and the Seattle Seahawks defense isn't nearly as good up front as the Bears or as they don't really have obviously they don't have the players anymore that they used to but Dak Prescott 
is we're talking strictly about Washington, right? Dak Prescott is bigger than Alex Smith. He's stronger than Alex Smith. He might not be as fast, but he's just as mobile as Alex Smith. And a lot of the Seattle Seahawks players, when they were sacking him, just grabbed him and threw him to the ground. Not pile-drived him into the ground, but when they got him, they kind of spun him around and dragged him to the ground. And I, I keep – and we said this last week. I was like, Clay, just do that. Like, just do that, man. Like, yeah, I thought about that. How just, many just do other, that. How like, many other teams have we brought up? How many other teams have had five, six, seven sack games? How many players have all these sacks that have yet to receive a flag on it? That's because of a lot of missed calls, actually. No, that um, yeah, no, I am I, I am re- in the process of reviewing tape. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Shelby's going you. in. I will go back, get back to you next week. But I think there might be more missed calls than penalties in that context. So what you're saying is that the rule is inconsistent, which is what and we. The officiating crew is doing a horrible fucking job at enforcing it. Well, we've known we've known that the rule was going to be con- inconsistent forever. Yeah. That it was going to be almost impossible to enforce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stack it up on the reasons why this needs redone. Right. Just stack it up. So, on rebuttaling to your point about just wrapping him up and dragging him to the ground, um, that won't always work. And especially, there's a few things that are dependent on whether you're going to be able to make that kind of drag. The, the spacing around the quarterback. The spa- and... Spacing around the quarterback, the quarterback's position, your angle, your yeah. speed coming in. Yeah. You can't just – if you're, like, rushing that quarterback at, like, super fast speeds like somebody like Clay Matthews does, mm-hmm. and you try to wrap your arm around him like that, you have a really good chance of missing that and just fucking whiffing. Yeah. And that happens. You'll see it ha- you see it happen sometimes. And where, where these defensive players can just straight up miss stacks going like that. Another thing you could do, like uh, – one of the potential solutions people talk about is just going for the football. Your chances of su- success drop, like, like getting the ball away from the quarterback or sacking them or whatever, making the play dead, uh, significantly decreases when you're going for the ball. Mm-hmm. It has a higher payoff. But Wait, your chances of bringing the guy down are slimmer. It's not guaranteed like a sack is. Right. I still think that the second – okay. The hit that Clay Matthews got flagged for on Kirk Cousins – it's a good flag. I, I think it's reversed. I think the I think the flag on Alex Smith makes more sense because he wrapped him and literally like bounces off of him. I think the one on Kirk shouldn't be one because as Clay is going to the ground, he puts his hand down to brace himself. So that doesn't he, matter. His body weight still hits him. Well, I know that, but like in my head, if we're talking about like how the rule would be changed, like when a player makes an effort like that, not to to not crush the guy then I don't think it should be a flag. But when someone does what Clay Matthews did to – oh, man, James Conner running around. I'm sorry. I, I, Corey leaned back, and now I can see the TV. Um, but uh, what he did to Alex Smith, where he literally just kind of bear hugs him and just plops him, he didn't drill him into the ground. But I, it's, it's weird that, like – the league took the first hit, well, not the first penalty, but the hit from on Kirk Cousins that Clay Matthews did and said, that's the hit we're going to use, when they probably shouldn't have used that one. They should have used the one that just happened. Oh, yeah, it's a better example. It's a sure. better example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Well, they didn't have that one yet, they okay? Well, now they have it. <laughs> they, go so they just have to they... send another tape of Clay Matthews to the entire league. Yep, that's right. Gotta they got to go in the editing room and they change it up. They got a retcon. DC one. New 52 it. 
And now they're watching him like oh, a hawk. There you go. That's Every a officiating one. crew in the NFL is going to be watching Clay Matthews like a hawk for the rest of the season because of that. I, I guarantee you. Maybe they just need to bring back A.J. Hawk. Because you know how the NFL works. There's holding in every play. How many more holding calls does Clay Matthew get because he's being watched like a hawk now? One a game until they just cut him. Oh, Please, shit. Please, I'll let it happen. It. Let it let it fucking happen. You know how much cap space we'll save by cutting Clay Matthews, who's still not technically had a sack yet? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that might... <laughs> that's, that's the best stat. That's that's <laughs> unbelievable. Cleo Mack has made three snacks, but technically has no sacks. You mean Clay Matthews? That's what I said. Oh, that's your Khalil Mack. No, Khalil, fucking Khalil Mack has a forced fumble no, no, and a no. sack in every single no, game this Khalil year. Khalil Mack is just like... He's the first player to do it since himself in like 2014, I think it was. <laughs> I was reading piece. about that. 2015. Uh, 2015. That's, yeah. my, that's my favorite Khalil Mack stat because all of his stats are... He's the first player to do it since himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one. He's so good. Uh, yeah, Guys, he's... it's hard to find a pass rusher. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, John Gruden, you dumbass. <laughs> there was a good tweet. It was uh, John Gruden was just ahead of the curve, and people don't want pass rushers anymore because they're not allowed to sack the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Uh, okay, Khalil Mack's still doing it. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, that would hold that would hold more water if, Clay, if Khalil Mack wasn't like, Khalil Mack might already have the Defensive Player of the Year award locked but, uh, up. Like as that's far, how absolutely insane he's been. As far as I've looked, there might be like in games that didn't have one of those roughing the passer calls. There might be one missed one per like per team per game. Mm-hmm. I have to go look, but that's what it's shaping up to be. There was there was one in that game on Aaron Rodgers that yep. didn't get called. That didn't get called. <laughs> and it should have gotten called. It was the exact same tackle, the yeah. exact same one. Yeah, didn't get called. The officiating staff is completely bungling this, but we expected that to happen. We talked about I think we talked about this on the podcast. That it was going to be hard to enforce. Telling y'all, you got to listen to them fad pod boys. They talk about stuff. They're, 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 they, they, they tend to be right about shit. Like we were right, right about, about the Falcons. We were right about the Falcons. Yay. I don't know, man. Let's talk about the Saints, Corey. Okay. Our defense is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I can't be sorry because oh. our defense is worse. It's oh, like, man. It's like... No, wait. My defense is worse. <laughs> How's your defense doing, Jubby? Shut up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Neither do I, really. It's uh, bad. It's like we we let a, a Pro Bowl safety go away in fucking free agency. Remember a week two yeah. when Mike Daniels went to go tackle Kirk Cousins but then thought... Good to go sack Kirk Cousins, but then thought he released the ball and just stopped trying to sack him. There's the Packers defense. <laughs> yeah. In All a right. nutshell. Hey, Kansas City has the uh, best third down defense in the league, but that's easy to do when you don't let opposing teams get a third down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a misleading stat. But anyway, the Saints the Saints deep who boy. Drew Brees is a top three of all time. Agreed. Oh, for sure. Didn't we say that? Yeah, you, you I think we me, all said that. Them, them fad pod boys. You told me four yesterday. I was I was messing with you. Okay. I, was I, I think you. I literally have him as number three. Well, I'm autistic, so, so I took it serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, uh, I actually talked about that on my show today, and my the whole point of what I was saying was that Kuiper, what's your show? Where is it at? Huh? Oh, there's, my show is called uh, Kuiper Knows Best. It airs every single Monday from ten to twelve on YSNLive.com/slash uh, Kuiper. Okay, now you can keep going. Go ahead. Um, I did it today, and it was a pretty good show. 
It was. Um, oh no, there was a flag. Is it on Pittsburgh? I'm upset. Illegal shifty dude. I can't tell who that was on. Is it a, it's um, a fourthy down time. It's a legal boopy doo. It's a legal boopy doo. That's not good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, that uh, if in your pantheon of great quarterbacks, if for some ridiculous reason, if Peyton is now higher, if Peyton is higher than Brady still for some reason on your list, then Breeze should now be higher than Peyton. And if your argument against that is, well, Peyton's got two Super Bowls. Oh, so so Super Bowls matter. And then Peyton Manning supporters go, and they explode. <laughs> and yes. so, yeah, like I'm, I'm at the point now where it's just like, if Breeze wins another Super Bowl, man, like, it's a wrap. Like, there's no way. I, Brady is an all-time, like, it, it, it's literally like, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I don't know who you put there. Because Brady's probably going to play until he's 43, and he still plays really good, and he's been to eight Super Bowls, and he should have won six of them. Until last night. Until last night. Uh, but Breeze is just, Breeze is just insane. And the other thing that, one of the things I brought up was like, if you look at Peyton and Brady, the only thing they really have in common, they, for the majority of their careers, have played in absolutely awful divisions like divisions that the two of them just dominated forever ever since the essentially since the conception of the nfc south up until a couple years ago when the carolina panthers won it twice in a row no team had ever won that division two years in a row Mm -hmm. so drew Brees, for his entire almost his entire career has played in the single most topsy-turvy competitive back and forth division Wow, and then there's the Bucks, right? No, the Buccaneers for the <laughs> early know. 2000s were like they, a really had, good football they had a stretch, team. Yeah. yeah, um, but like, but then and then you have like Brady who has been beating up on the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. Yeah, you have Peyton who essentially played against three expansion teams when you really think about it, because of the relocation of Houston. So, I don't know, man. I just think Breeze doesn't get the. I really don't know why Breeze doesn't get the credit. I think it's just because, it's like... It's a smaller market. Yeah. Smaller market, and he's... He wasn't, like, a like a really high draft pick. Like, obviously, right. Peyton was, like, a number one overall pick. Right. And... I think it's the domination you talked about, because, because it's not like Indianapolis or... Uh, well, I guess Boston's a bigger market, but Indianapolis wasn't wasn't exactly a big market. Denver is not exactly a big market but compared he, but, to uh, but his teams dominated his no teams matter what. dominated no matter what. He he made them big market. New England, the Patriots were not a big market for a bit. Yeah, Boston itself is a bigger market town though, but I yeah, I, I get but, the Patriots no, the themselves Patriots as weren't. A team, they were so like piss poor for so long that like people didn't even like I remember like reading about that where like they they didn't blow up that hard at first. They're not nowhere near as popular as they are now. But it's it's the domination if it, if Drew Brees was winning the NFC South every year, people would put him in that conversation a lot oh, more. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, again, it's so be. competitive. Right. Cam Newton wins it. Oh, Cam Newton's the MVP. The Falcons win it. Matt Ryan's the MVP. Yeah. And Buccaneers win it. Ryan Fitzpatrick's the MVP. <laughs> no, I, I just think, but in, in a weird way, it almost kind of bolsters Brees. In a way that you would think it would hurt his legacy because he didn't dominate his division. When you look at the division, it's like, wow, like, he played in a really, really good division, and like, 
was played, at least relevant. He played against two MVPs. He's not one, but he played against two. I have no idea how he's never been an MVP. Because the year he went to the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning also had a good year. Yeah. And Peyton I, Manning was a number one overall Peyton pick. Peyton Manning's canceled. Ten years Peyton prior Manning to that. Peyton Manning is canceled. He's on tour with Brad Paisley right now. Nationwide. I, I, do I, I Did hope you Brad, see who Dr. Phil's Peyton touring with? Dude, I hope Dr. Phil Brad is touring with him. Good Charlotte. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys didn't see that tweet? No. no. What happened? Oh, my God. Uh, we'll get to it later. It's not football related. We're not ready to go off the rails yet. We're not. I mean, we better hope not. We're only All 40 right, minutes so in. So, Drew Brees is amazing, and he's cool, and they beat the Falcons, and we were right about the Falcons. So I guess the were next. Were we though? Bama boy. Yeah, okay. Receivers. Here, here's why we were right about the Falcons. There's another thing I said this morning. Um, the reason we were right is because me and Matt agreed on the fact that the biggest criticism we had about the Falcons was what? That they didn't essentially do anything to improve themselves. To improve they themselves in the in the in the off season. Most importantly, they let three-fourths of their starting defensive line go. And that would have come in handy in overtime when Drew Brees had the ball for the entire overtime period. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, who was their first round pick, right? He was first round pick, yep. right? Oh, man, he had 147 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, that really helped while he was on the sideline. And they have no safety depth and no corner depth, which is something you could have had. <laughs> and, they, and you didn't have it. Their safety depth just got worse i know they, but uh, that's what i'm like yeah. that's why i think that's why i'm taking it as we were right about the falcons yeah because I, what are they, they still gonna have 10 wins no 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 Watch no it. no no now they'll have like eight i think i had them going like seven and nine you're wrong probably probably eight and eight or nine and seven their offense is good enough to win they will they will win games six more the games. falcons no matter how bad you think the falcons end up just like tanking they still end up winning games it happens all the time yeah, I'm not saying they're tanking. I'm just saying that they're going to win games. They're incredibly injured on the defensive side, and they're not going to do as good as last year for sure. And the Saints' defense. I mean, I agree just, with you when you said that. That's before. A, you know that's what that is. All. If anything, that's more of an indictment on the Browns' offense with Tyrod Taylor. That you could only score 18, where I mean, granted, Matt Ryan and I mean, I don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick is way better than Tyrod Taylor, but like. Man, like when he had a whole off season to prepare for the first game. I he, yeah, that's fair. By the way, what's the what's going on over there? It's still thirty twenty seven. Ben Roethlisberger's got the ball. It's not thrown out. Uh-oh. Oh, oh he got out of the sack. What the hell was? I'll Big old it. juju. I thought it was interception. Oh, that's a, yeah. What was that hit? That Throw be, the flag. That might be game over. Realistically, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay only has one timeout, right? Yeah. One timeout yep. in the two minute warning. Yeah. So, but that was a first down, though. So, you run the play. They call a timeout. You run. Well, they have a, uh, yeah. They just know. used their second timeout, though. They can get the ball down. back with 40 So, seconds. they're going to, the first down will take it to the two-minute yeah. warning. Second down would take it right after. Third down, they can run 40 seconds off, and then Fitzmagic has a minute. Okay. So, they have to get another first down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, we got off track. So. But, I don't, I don't know, man. The I Falcons are. They're just so injured, and their red zone offense for stretches has been really bad, and Devontae Freeman's still hurt, and I don't know, man. I said it when – this is going back to the Saints. I said it after the draft. You spent 
two first-round picks on Davenport, who's not even starting because you signed Okafor for $6 million. Mm-hmm. Where you could have gave that money to your Pro Bowl safety that you let go. And it's just now you're giving up all these long touchdowns to these receivers. All right, they got their first down. Do you uh... – Kenny, he's in Tennessee right now, the 2-1 yep. Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't know, man. Like, spe- Okay, so changing from that, things that are that are shocking, because we, we, everyone really thought that the Saints' defense was going to be like vastly improved and play really well. The Cowboys, Dak Prescott. He bad. Hold on. I knew they were going to be bad. So there's an interesting thing happening right now. Because of where Dak Prescott was drafted, he can renegotiate his contract at the end of this season because he was a fourth-round pick. Right. Should – not trying to say they need to start him. Not trying to say that they don't need to maybe get another person. Should Dallas keep Dak Prescott? Should I- they re-sign him? Well, if you're going to re-sign him, he's not going to get anywhere near what he thinks he's going to get because he's been trash boat tier. I think nine of his last ten games, he has he's failed to throw 200 yards. Oh my oh, god, he can't throw 200 yards. There's the stat. You didn't know where, that? Like, no, there's no. the stat where if he was, if he had more than 22 pass attempts, if he had less than 22 pass attempts in a game, he's like nine and zero or something like that. And the moment he has to throw the ball. The the moment he's in a game where he has to throw the ball, he's like way below five hundred. Mm-hmm. What was your epiphany? Joe Flacco's going to America's team. Well, you have. Oh. The, I, I was going to bring that up, but you also have Sam Bradford, who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. You have Case Keenum, that's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Case Keenum still so? hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. Yes, he has. Did he throw one? He threw three in the first week. Oh, okay. Well, he hasn't thrown. He hasn't one. thrown he, one since. Yeah. That's that's sorry. Since week two, I'm not saying that. To that. Uh, no touchdown passes. I'm just saying that their options are going to be open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Flacco. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and I don't know. Like a lot of people are saying, like, oh, they can draft a guy and keep him and make Dak compete with him and all that type of stuff. I legitimately think Joe Flacco is better than Sam Bradford. Oh, he probably is. The one oh, thing for doesn't sure. get as hurty. Doesn't get as hurty. I don't want to spoil Ooh, your thing, my bones. but is is the offensive coordinator for Dallas your Pussy coach of the week. Uh, because Ezekiel Elliott, correct me if I'm wrong, Ezekiel Elliott rushed the ball 16 times, right? Correct. He had 128 yards? Correct. Why the fuck are you not giving him the ball more? Right. He has 128 yards on 16 carries. That's almost 10 yards. That's like 8 yards a carry. He had a, he had a, <laughs> he had a couple drops and a fumble. I don't care. <laughs> That's the only way they win. Corey. You know you can't win if uh, That's the Dak only has to way throw the win. ball. God, look at that fucking 19 of 34 for 160 yards. Uh, Dak is bad. He's trash tier. Pittsburgh got the first win. No! Did we? Yep. Did we win? Yep. Hey, we won. Thanks for ruining Fitzmagic. Yep. They almost had Fitzmagic. I mean, we just... Good old Ben's going to take this knee. Steelers just went into cruise control after we were up 30-13. to 13. Which was almost a mistake. Yeah, which makes me mad. They almost brought that shit back, though. That's what I said. It was almost a mistake. Almost. Um, 
Yay, we're... I don't know if that puts us above... No, we're still technically below Cleveland because Cleveland beat uh, an A... Well, no. Uh, Cleveland beat an AFC team as their only win. And divisional record... I'm sorry, conference record comes before non-conference record. Isn't it head-to-head first, though? Yeah, head heads were yeah head heads first. They're, they're so, tied. Oh, oh, we tied. tied. Yeah, yeah, we tied. So technically, right, the like Steelers I think am. should still be in fourth place, although we're technically tied. But yeah, I was thinking I was right, like I usually am. That's fine. So the Bucks play the Bears next week. Bye bye. Is Khalil Mack literally going to rip off Fitzpatrick? Oh beard, yeah, up his ass. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So we a lot of us haven't answered the question. Do you resign? Not saying you have to start him. Do you re-sign Dak Prescott? No. You think you just don't even? Because you're not. You're gonna run into a problem. I mean, you're gonna need a backup, and you're gonna be able to get him for the cheap because he sucks. Is he gonna be willing to take the cheap? He better. He yeah, he has he, to realize how trash tier he is. Right. You can't. This yeah, man like, forced Tony Romo to retire, and I'm mad about it. Tony Romo could still be not. playing quarterback. Tony Romo. No, I'm a, not. Better, way better commentator than he has ever been a quarterback. I mean, he's a good commentator, but like, yeah. God damn it, man! I know. I just, it's, it's funny that the way that Cowboys fans treated Tony Romo, and now they're stuck with Dak. It's some, it's some good old irony. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they deserve that shit. They, they really do. do. Uh, some good old America stuff. <laughs> I think America's that, irony. The thing about Dak is the reason why I was high on the Cowboys is that I just felt like the Cowboys were going to be self-aware enough to know that, okay, the way we win football games is play good defense, because they have a good defense, run the football like 30 times a game, and just get Dak Prescott out on like read option stuff, like the Nick Foles offense. Literally just take the Nick Foles offense and just put it in the Dallas just make Dak Prescott run it. You give Jason Garrett way too much credit. He's not a good head coach. Well, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jason Garrett and Scott Lenahan, I think that's the OC, just are obsessed with this idea of Dak Prescott dropping back 25 to 30 times a game throwing the ball. And he, with the stuff he has, and, let, and let's, be, let's be a little bit fair to Dak. Dude, look at what he's throwing to, man. <laughs> like, that's some bad... We thought, I think Alan Hearns, who everyone was like, oh, yeah, Alan Hearns, you know, he had a good stretch in Jacksonville where he caught, like, a touchdown in, like, nine straight games, you know, from Blake Bortles, by the way. I think he's got, like, nine catches through three games. Right. Or something ridiculous like that. I wasn't big on him. Like, that's so bad. That's just bad from, like, an offensive play-calling standpoint. It's bad from an execution standpoint. And... Skip Skip Bayless calls jo, uh, Jason Garrett Coach Clap. As in other words, like all he does is stand on the sideline and clap. That's all he does. He doesn't really do anything else, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so I disagree with you. I think you have to you have to keep Dak simply because if you go out and get somebody else, whether it's a rookie, whether it's another guy out there, Dak. You're not going to have to sign Dak for a lot because at the end of the day, the Cowboys are going to finish probably below 500 unless they just string together a whole bunch of wins and just blow everybody away, which no one's really expecting them to. No, not at all. So you are probably going to get Dak to sign for like a bare minimum. 
a bare minimum type of thing and still probably go out and either draft a guy or get a guy like Joe Flacco or Sam Bradford or Case Keenum for relatively like a little bit more and just play him, but still have Dak just in case something happens. Cause like Dak, how about the, okay, well I'll say this. Dak is probably right now in the bottom third Right. As for starting quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, right now, yeah, for sure. But I think Dak would be a top five backup. Yeah, for sure. But the problem is... So I don't I don't see the point in Dallas getting rid of him. The problem is you enter... It's a problem you see with a lot of quarterbacks who are starting for a while, and they try to get pushed as backups. They don't want to. And they want, they, they want money. And, like, I don't know if Dak's that kind of person... I don't think he is. I think Dak's really a nice. I hopefully, think Dak's he, a humble guy. Yeah, hopefully he he gets. He, he better be humble. Yeah. If he completely like, fucks the season up, which he's on the trend of doing, um, hopefully he does humble out and just take like a majorly average, like yeah. low tier contract. Just and step just back and realize then the Cowboys try to forget Dak Prescott ever happened, and then they tank, and then they get a quarterback to go with Zeke. I don't quarterback know. from Oregon. Woo, Herbert. There's. No good quarterbacks in this draft this year. There's like almost no good players in the draft this year yeah. so far. There's like two, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's not gonna want money because mm-hmm. no matter who you are, you want. You yeah, know, you're not gonna play the game for fifty thousand dollars when you can play it for you know five hundred. Yeah, yeah. For, so for ten times that, right? Hundred times that. Right, there's there's always teams that are gonna take the chance on you, like yeah. Denver has been doing, and Arizona throw twenty million dollars at Sam Bradford. Oh my God! Just to watch him get hurt. Right. Beautiful. Gotta yeah, love it. Be- <laughs> Beautiful. It's almost like everybody saw that coming. Yeah. So. Okay, so we'll, we'll Mike Zimmer is my pussy coach of the week. Is he? Yes. Yeah. Damn. Let's Let go. Me lay it, it out. Let's hear it. Uh, lay it out. The only reason why they lost this week, and we're going to be completely honest, Bills fans, take a break. <laughs> Vikings fans, this one's for you. Your coach thought he had it in the bag. He half-assed practice all week he didn't prep he didn't give his offensive line head coach anything to do they was like all right do whatever this week just do some strength and conditioning don't worry about the bill's pass rush and then look what happened kirk cousin gets eight alive by some stampeding bills lorenzo alexander and all them they treated they treated that uh, Minnesota offensive line like they were some tables. Right. <laughs> just flipping them <laughs> all the way down. Them. Just bre- no Bills fans. They break through the oh, tables. They, they, jump, like, they jump off into tables. Remember that the the Bills owner has stock in the company that makes plastic folding tables. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did Sean McDermott? I remember watching a video of somebody who jumped all the way from like. Their second floor onto the table on the first floor. <laughs> that was a good video. Uh, <laughs> did Sean McDermott have his entire team practice? Uh, the defense. I should say the defense. Right. Let's just specify. Uh, so the practice squad offense that went up against the starting defense, did he make them all wear uh, Vontae Davis jerseys? 
Did he? I don't know. Ooh, maybe spicy. He, maybe he did, and everyone was like, "Man, we're gonna kill him!" And Ooh, then they, kill him! And then they just went out there, and I think that that game was indicative of a couple things. One, the Bills. I don't. I don't think there's ever been a, a stretch of seven days where a team has been made fun of more. Right. Vontae Davis got him fired up. Yeah. Like, in his, in his own way, he won this game for the yeah. Bills. Vontae Davis got that team really fired up. And I agree with Corey that the Vikings did it in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, where they just go into the game just yeah, just asleep at the wheel. Kind of half-ass it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal, and they think that they're just going to roll over everybody. And, like... I like Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is is a good player, but the weakness of the Minnesota Vikings is their offensive line. Right. So if the Minnesota Vikings fall behind, they're not built to come back because he can't drop back and throw the ball because he's going to get sacked. But then they tend to a lot. They also didn't have Dalvin Cook, which is big. Yeah, that, that's a – Because they, 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 they had absolutely no running game Yeah, Candice Murray they was hit- bad. He was bad because they were behind by 14 points within the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it's they, not like he's going to run They were playing much. from a hole, and they yeah. you don't run when you're in a hole, no matter when, what part of the game it is, because you're always going to plan on your opponent scoring more points right. because shit happens, you yeah. know. And, hey, give – first of all, I know we're making fun of the Vikings. Dude, give – Josh Allen – I tw- Josh Allen looked amazing in that. Yeah, he looked he amazing did. on the other half of the field. Like, when he could get pe- when he could get past the fifty yard line, that's when he makes his money. <laughs> Obviously, after they were up twenty seven, I mean, they didn't really move the ball much in the second quarter. They kind of just right. defaulted to ball control and run the clock out. But like, dude, I mean, the, the the touchdown run he had, reaching for the goal line, was really good. Obviously, the hurdle was great. I didn't really see him miss many open people. Um. I don't know, man. I just think that Josh Allen was put in a position where, like, the Bills went out there. Like I said, they got made fun of mercilessly for seven days, and the Minnesota Vikings were probably still pissed off that they tied with the Packers and not really focused on this game. Like, ah, it's the Bills. Who cares? Who did, they, who, did the, who did the Vikings play uh, next week? They played the Rams on Thursday. Oh, yeah. They, they, were, looking, they were looking ahead. The cla- yeah, classic trap Hot game. Hot take. Vikings are going to win. Well, yeah, it's not that big of a hot take. The Rams' starting corners are both out. I, I was going to mention that. That's oh, not a hot take. Okay. Because Aqib Tlaib and Marcus B- I think Andrew Whitworth also had, like, a minor knee surgery. Hmm. So, we're like, ooh, damn. Like. That's spooky. No, it's it's bad because, like, that whole Ram. Well, I guess we'll transition to the Rams now. The Rams are really good. Shocker. Really? Um, what? But like the other really good NFC team in, is their fucking line's not great besides Whitworth and Saffold, Saff- maybe? Yeah. Um, the the thing about that, that those injuries are what makes, essentially what makes the Rams defense just work is that you could put a keep Tlaib and Marcus Peters – on the on the the two respective receivers that they're covering, Aaron Donald eats up a double team, and then Wade Phillips can just get really creative with the rest of the stuff that he does. Dude, if you don't have either of those guys, if you don't have either Akeem Talib or Marcus Peters, they got rid of Tremaine Johnson. 
essentially your number three and number four receivers are going or corners, excuse me, are going to be guarding Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh boy. Like But then it's also Thursday, so it's gonna get weird. I think Oh man, I don't know. I, I think I said it I think I actually said it last when we were watching the game on Thursday. That game is either gonna be sixty to seventy, just no one can stop anybody, or it's gonna be like ten to twelve. Twenty three to seventeen Rams. Okay. That's good. We heard it here first. Damn. Don't gotta watch the game now. Them fad oh. pod boys out there with them cold hard predictions that are always true. Except if it's Matt talking about the 49ers. I was right about the Texans. Oh, we want to talk about the Texans now? No, I just want to say I no, was that, right. Oh. What else is there to really say? Offensive line still ranked Piper in the... Piper was right about the Texans. What else is there to say about it? <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to say about them I, right now. It, my favorite thing uh, it, My favorite right. thing about the Texans right now is if you go to their subreddit, they're now a Whataburger-themed subreddit. <laughs> Are they really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, quick, quick fantasy hot take. If you have DeAndre Hopkins, uh, sit him the week that Will Fuller's playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. As long as Deshaun Watson's there. The thing about them is, like, the, only, the reason why I keep bringing it up is because a lot of people are just going to start making excuses for Deshaun Watson. And I don't dislike Deshaun Watson. Like, what he did last year was amazing, and I was sad that he got hurt. But once news broke that essentially Bill O'Brien, after their after his first start, a lot of people don't remember Deshaun Watson's first start. It was on Thursday against the Bengals, and he was awful. He was really bad. Now, they won because the Bengals were worse. Because it was Bengals in primetime. Yeah, because it was Bengals in primetime. Uh, even though they did win. Andy Dalton did good. Andy Dalton did well. I, he does good in Thursday night games. It's the Sunday night, Monday night, and playoffs that he... Yeah, that's true. So, so Deshaun comes out in the first game against Cincinnati, and he stinks. And the very next week, he starts throwing a whole bunch of touchdowns against the Patriots and against the Chiefs and against the Seahawks and all these other teams. And afterwards, it finds out that... Or people find out that Bill O'Brien pretty much was just like, well, what did you like doing in Clemson? And Deshaun told him, and he's like, okay, well, let's just do that. So, essentially, they ran a college offense in the NFL. Which is, don't don't be mad at me. Oh, no. It's kind of what the Chiefs are doing with Pat Mahomes, half. with the Texas Tech offense. Half. It's about half. It's not full, it's about half. I mean, Mahomes is making the reads and yeah. throws and plays a yeah, lot yeah. better than Watson. No, 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 he is. It's more about, it's not so much the actual plays, it's like the formations and like the schemes are similar to what he did in Texas Tech. Like a lot of five wides spread the whole spread the ball around. Don't throw it to one guy particularly. You're like that type of stuff. But he's making like NFL level reads. That's where it's like different than Deshaun. Where Deshaun was just like make one read if it's not there, run, or make one read, maybe make a second read and just throw it. And when you have good receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, it works. But then you're coming back from an ACL injury where you don't really have a full training camp. Teams now have five games of tape on you, and now they know that essentially the Houston Texans offense was primarily a college offense. They still have 
probably, if not the worst, the second worst offensive line, even though they got rid of everybody and brought new people in. It wasn't like all the people they brought in were like, they didn't bring in like an Andrew Whitworth. They didn't trade for a really good offensive lineman. They didn't draft a really good one. They just brought in a whole bunch of ragtag offensive linemen to come in and play. Lamar Miller is a bum. I keep telling everybody Lamar Miller is a bum. And their defense isn't very good. J.J. Watt is coming off his second back surgery. Yeah, and he was up against some poor dude. who I think his last name was Wheeler. Like his first career start at right tackle, and they just stuck J.J. Watt on him. And sure, J.J. Watt is like kind of working back into playing football, but like even J.J. Watt can take advantage of a guy whose last name is Wheeler. Like, (laughs) you know, their defense is still bad. Their offensive line's bad. They don't have a running game. And Deshaun is still a college-esque, gotta make the transition to the NFL quarterback. And it just makes me mad that people were, like, banging the table for the Texans, saying that they were going to win the division and saying that, like, they were going to be so good and win nine or ten games when they're in a division with two teams that made the playoffs last year that both look good. Like, even though Jacksonville lost, Tennessee just... Tennessee just has Jacksonville's number. Yeah, yeah. At um, this point. Yeah, I was about to get into that because, like, wow, you spent a really long time saying Deshaun Watson's bad. So how about that Jags game? I don't I <laughs> that that whole game, literally, that whole game was just like this this is just something that the Jaguars can't stop. No, they can't do for like, some for reason. For some weird it's it, but it's it's weird because it's just Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Like when Blaine Gabbert was in that game. The Jaguars were dominating. Yeah, it was kind of silly. And they put Mariota in there without feeling in two of his fingers. Yeah. And he just fucking Mariota, goes for it. I don't know if it's if it's his running. I mean, because obviously, I mean, Tennessee didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> but I don't know if it's just his running and how he extends plays. But Jacksonville just cannot, com- cannot stop Marcus Mariota. And the Tennessee defense is just... Give them credit, like it's they, sneaky good, dude. It's, it's we, sneak, we talked it's a about this. Good They're defense. a sneaky good defense. You know what? My least favorite thing to do the past two years of the NFL. It wasn't watching the catch roll get fucked up. It wasn't watching the hitting the passer roll get fucked up. It's watching AFC South division games. <laughs> Why? They're absolutely dreadfully boring. They really are. Like, they're either just blowouts where one team just annihilates the other, or they're like that, where it's or just... They're, or they're, they're six and nine. Yeah. Thanks for the five field goals. I guess I'll just go fucking masturbate four times while your game's gone. Yeah, it's... it's. I don't know what it is, man, but that's what I'm saying. Like, both of those teams, right, are pretty good. Like, Tennessee's all right. I don't think Tennessee's a playoff uh, team. I think they're average. I think they're average. I don't know about them. Jury's out. I'm not saying, like, well, on Marcus? On Tennessee. I we mean, don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, I guess you said. We don't know yet. But I do know, for one thing, that they're going to at least one. They're gonna at least win one more game. Because they're going to beat the Jaguars again when they oh play. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. But the Jaguars, for the most part, were like, everybody kind of were like, okay, the Jaguars are a good football team. Like, they're going to probably be a playoff team. And the Colts with Andrew Luck, I know they just lost, but the primary reason why the Colts lost is because they had four drop touchdown passes in the end zone. It'll be easier once they get Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
Um, I just didn't understand why people were high on the Texans. Like, the Titans are going to be somewhat relevant. The Jaguars are really good. And when Andrew Luck plays for the Colts, they make the playoffs. Yeah, so, uh, so they'll be at the bottom of the division this year. Yeah. And they can draft a good guard or whatever. Who's the next offensive lineman that Notre Dame's going to put in the draft that's going to be a perennial, like, Hall of Famer? Because there's been, like, three in a row that have just been, like, insanely good. It'll happen. It's stupid. Every single year, me and Corey do these, like, as we're doing, like, our college draft stuff we're always like why are why are like uh, like notre dame offensive linemen just so good it doesn't make any sense um you have you just have these schools that are just factories for these positions wisconsin and lsu's like uh no clemson's clemson is wide out you uh then uh, you got uh lsu it's a dbu and osu that's also dbu yeah. alabama's just you just put people into the NFL. CFLU. Yeah. <laughs> so Damn. do we, we want to do we want to talk about Sunday night's game? I guess. Yeah. They are, I mean, Is I, it, do we really think none of us here really think the Patriots are in turmoil, right? It's just it's, no, it's September it, and yeah. they get better as the season goes on. I will say it I don't every year. I will say I don't think it's been the I okay. I agree with you where, yeah, every single September the Patriots stink and then they come back and they end up winning 12 or 13 games. But never preceding an off season that was as noisy as this one. I guess. Where there was a whole bunch of, like, bad stuff coming out of New England. Yeah, but you just, like, take that, pick that up and take it out of the picture. It's just business as usual for New England. No, it's, no, it's true. So, like, I don't know what the difference is. I don't think anybody should be worried about them. Well, the difference is, is that they're off. The, their skill position people are. Edelman comes awful. back. Gordon's com- Gordon's gonna be playing next week. All of a sudden, their wide receiver core woo got a lot better. If yeah. if Gordon can contribute, yeah. My. Uh, but Edelman, yeah, definitely. My take on the game last night is, you had Patricia going off and being the wayward son, going up. He got. He knows Belichick's defensive scheme, so he's like, "Hey, Cooter, you can just do this, attack this, you know, whatever." He knows where they're weak. Yeah, and then he's played against McDaniel's offense in practice for the past however many years, so he knows what to defend mm-hmm. against. Uh, but McDaniel's doesn't know really what. Uh, Patricia has a defense now, so that was new. That was, yeah, because he doesn't know. Right. The, it was the, the the Patriots personnel and scheme didn't change, but Patricia inheriting a new team, McDaniel's couldn't have possibly known like what actually right. like Patricia had and stuff. But couldn't you flip it around the other way and be like, okay, well, obviously Belichick is gonna like you play the three dimensional chess. Belichick knows that. Yeah, but so like, why wouldn't because he got outcoached. Do you think in that game he got outcoached? He said he I got outcoached know. himself. I don't know. I think he did say that. Yeah. I don't Belichick know. doesn't just say that. Are you especially was, when they asked him, how, "Could you describe your conversation with Matt Patricia after the game?" And Belichick said, "No." So like, Belichick never says anything for him to say, "Yeah, I got outcoached." That's not a big deal. He, was, did, he did say that. I don't think he actually had a conversation with Patricia. I think he just. Like, walked up, hugged him really hard, and then walked well, that's away. That's why he said no. And then he rolled up his sleeve and showed a tat- 
to the word no. I'm gonna, and then he said, "I'll let you interpret that however you want." <laughs> Belichick has a tattoo of the word no. No, it's, no, it's, it's good the Goodwin thing. copy pasta. Damn it, I'm mad. It's my favorite thing now. If fucking Goodwin rolls up his sleeve, shows a tattoo, I'll let I'll let you interpret that however you want. Yeah, it's called you're not faster than Tyreek Hill. Get out of here. Damn, he was in the Olympics, Matt. Why wasn't Tyreek Hill in the Olympics? Oh, it's because he beat his fucking girlfriend. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my in, God. I in the pit he goes. In I, the pit he goes. Throw yeah. him in the pit. In the pit he goes. The problem you gotta with, catch him first. The, yeah, I was gonna say the problem <laughs> with if yeah. you if you yeah that's the problem with throwing Tyreek in the pit. No one can catch him to put him in the play, pit. Do you ever play putt putt and you like hit the golf ball and it just goes right over the right over the hole? That, <laughs> is that what happens when you try yeah, to throw because, Tyreek in the pit? Well, because you're. He deserves to go into the pit just as much as anybody else. Right. So you're throwing him in the pit a lot harder than most people. Kind of like when you put too much torque on your swing on golf. <laughs> so so Tyreek... Combined with his aerodynamicy. Right. Tyreek can just run straight over the gap. Right. In the pit. You'd have to make the it's, pit like the size of the Grand Canyon. It's, it's, it's Mario from the old Mario games. Yeah. You hold oh, B to yeah. run and you yeah. roll but, uh, oh, God, now we got so off track, I can't remember what we were talking about. Uh, Patricia. Oh, yeah, the Patricia thing. Speaking of, of okay, Bill, Bill getting outcoached and him saying he got outcoached, where I think part of that is just him kind of trying to buff up Patricia a little bit. Cause let's be honest, the first two games the Lions had were not good. Do you think, <laughs> okay, I was going to say, do you think, uh, Belichick would be like the kind of person to just give another team a win just because he's friends with the coach. And then I realized that they get five free wins from their division anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, like, you know, fucking Patricia has to go up against what could be the best division in the NFL this year. What's that? What yeah, division? North? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah very underrated. People are people don't talk about it. They that might much. go 0 6. They could. Realistically. They, might, realistically. they could realistically they, go 0 6 in the division. Yeah, if Aaron right. Rodgers is still able to play, it's very yeah. possible. I think they get uh, the the one that I know, I think they're going to get swept by Minnesota. I think that's a for sure thing. I think the the line, the Bears is interesting just cuz of Mitch Trubisky. Right. And obviously, like Aaron Rodgers going to Detroit's been inconsistent, even though he's won the last couple times. But getting yeah. back to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you all saw the Rob Gronkowski quote, right? Yeah, he was gonna get. They were taking gonna, offers from Detroit for him, and he the said, trade was in. Like the trade was in for Rob Gronkowski to go to the Detroit Lions, and Rob Gronkowski said, "I will retire if you trade me." So they he essentially vetoed his own trade. And people were like, wow, like that's that's like really loyal of Gronkowski that he really wants to play for Brady. He's like, he said, Brady's my quarterback. He's like, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm playing for Brady. So, was, But then some people were like, is that a knock at Bill Belichick? Like, is that a, is that a stab at Bill? Like, you're not trading me? Like, I'm on Team know. Tom. I'm not on Team Bill. I don't know. Like, 
don't think I think he just the literally only thickens. wants to play with Brady. Right. I don't I don't think it gets much deeper than that. I think he literally just wants to play with Tom Brady until either his career or Tom Brady's career is over. Right, because then like if you like as for a selfish reason, if he goes to Detroit and doesn't do too well, his legacy's tarnished. Yeah, because everyone's just gonna say, "Oh, well, Tom Bra- made him good." Tom, Tom made if, you good. If you don't make it a, a discussion, nobody can argue it. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I mean, just schematically, I don't think he would have been bad. And I mean, can you imagine that offense with Rob Gronkowski right. in it? It would have been crazy. I know, but now he, he's staying in the offense when he's the focal point of it. Where I don't know <laughs> when when he's not getting Gunner covered on plays. Did you see that? When Pete, when they were literally giving him the Calvin Johnson treatment on the goal line, where they just treated him like a gunner on a punt, and they just put two dudes just right on top of him. That's when, like, where, where Matt was talking about, like, when Julian Edel- Julian Edelman like needs to come back, mm-hmm. and Josh Gordon needs to learn that playbook and needs to get healthy, because man, like Philip Dorsett is bad. There and- was a couple throws that were like. By Tom that weren't good for Philip. Oh, he, he had some very like suspect him or really above him. He is really low throws actually. He is a very game. short target, right? Which Brady's not used to throwing to someone that short that far down the field. Like he's had a lot of short quarter uh, short receivers, but they're always his like inside guys like Edelman and Amendola and Wes Welker and that type of stuff. So, um. I don't know. I, yeah. I think that the Patriots are – I mean, obviously the Patriots are going to be fine. Yeah, from but I just think from the coaching standpoint, Patricia was in a better situation than – I agree. We, no one, no, none of us believe that they're going to lose to the Dolphins, right? No, not – no. What, next week? No. Next week. Okay. Wait, the, not, the, not, not who, next the Patriots? Week. Yeah. Is not, it in Miami? No. no. Oh, okay, then no. No, it's not in Miami. No, okay. it's not over 85 degrees. Tom Brady will Miami be fine. Miami will get uh, one win from – New England this well, year. Oh, yeah, for sure. The home game in Miami, they usually win. That game is actually, we mentioned it, I think, on the show before. The Miami game, the, the New England in Miami game is sandwiched in between their games against the Vikings and the Steelers. So that's even more like, that's an L. That's a big old L. Big old L. He's Tom Brady about to be 7-10 and 10 in Miami, which makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. I'm pretty sure I watched them play in Miami one time on Monday night where he threw a 99-yard touchdown pass to Wes Welker. I think they still lost. Don't make any sense. Make no sense. Dolphins are dumb. Speaking of Dolphins, they're How about how much Oakland sucks? Oh, man. John Gruden is a fucking hack. They've been preaching this. They've had the lead in the first three quarters for every game. Like they 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 don't lose the, they have the lead and then the fourth quarter happens and they're like we need a pass rush. I've been preaching. Right. I've it's been crazy, preaching isn't this, it? this this big beautiful gospel to like like I'll probably like what the twelve people listen to this podcast every fucking week. It's probably like last, thirteen now for the last like three months. Dude, I've been we can preaching gain like this. a viewer a week. By the end of this season, we could have like thirty two people listening oh to us. Oh my god! And then when they they can put up with our preseason BS. Whew. Yeah, John Gruden's bad. The team he put together is bad. He made a shit ton of mistakes. The Raiders are an old folks' home. They don't do very well, very often. Amari Cooper is a bum. That not team, all the time. Not all, not all the time. Jordy Nelson's great. He is. 
for How's... one quarter. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say for one quarter. One quarter. I mean, that's all you get out of him because he's I mean, old. Yeah. I mean, a, a good chunk. You know, like it always is a chunk of what his success in Green Bay was Aaron Rodgers, as it is like a chunk of Rob Gronkowski's success is Tom Brady. It's the same thing. It's not really any different. Uh, he did pretty all right, but he's also old. Like everybody else on that team besides like three people. Are the Raiders the – because like Matt said, like they've led in every single game. John Gruden can't make adjustments. So, yeah, it's like – so it's almost like John, John Gruden still has the ability to put together a game plan. That works, he can't, he's, but he's, the but the problem is is like he can't make the adjustments. Right, make the adjustments. Him and his personnel are incapable of adjusting that way. Well, did you guys see the articles Clearly. this week saying that pretty much the entire office of the Raiders are divided now? Yeah, doesn't he? He like Gruden has his own little like scouting group, yeah. and he's not communicating with the scouting group for Oakland. Right. I love it. I love seeing Oakland in disarray. But that's... Why? Because they suck. Okay. I don't... (laughs) Like, I don't understand, like, if they're, like, loyal to whoever. Nobody... Reggie McKenzie. Was it Reggie? I think it's still... I think their GM's still Reggie McKenzie, I think. McKenzie, we have your son in Kansas City. Come come with us. Come to the promised land. We have Mahomes the Messiah. Why do you want somebody that just finds old people? He doesn't need to be our GM. I'm just saying he can root for us. He might be a good defensive player for you guys. It might be an improvement somewhere. Damn. (laughs) We're still the best third down defense in the NFL, okay? How many third Justin Houston like, how has many third a, has a just just I don't know. Justin <laughs> Houston has some sacks. We we got uh we got some we got some quarterbacks that sometimes play. I'm just saying we held the 49ers to seven points at halftime. Do, do you have Greg? What Willi- was the final score? Uh, 38-27. <laughs> do you have Greg Williams as your defensive coordinator? No, we have Bob Sutton, and he needs to be canceled. <laughs> Are you, uh, are you I hate Bob Sutton! Fire Bob Sutton! <laughs> Bob Sutton needs fired! Yeah. Is uh is Greg Williams putting out hits on quarterbacks for you guys now? But <laughs> yeah. uh, title of the episode, can- uh Bob Sutton needs canceled? Yeah. Please. Bob's please out of context, Bob Sutton needs canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob That's Sutton canceled. Oh, yeah, not even needs. We'll act as if he's already been canceled. Yeah, yeah, Bob Sutton canceled. You're going to wake up tomorrow and he'll be fired. Well, because apparently they aren't using him because he's not doing it. <laughs> 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 That's true. I'm Might so as well mad. just be like, just let Kansas City score. Be like, all right, you guys can score just as many times minus one. Deal? And the other offense is like, deal. And the defense just doesn't even go out in the field. <laughs> it's like, uh, we, we have learned through three games that unless Patrick Mahomes plays perfectly, we're going to lose some football games. So far, he's played three perfect games. You know so. what? Good for him. Oh, my God. The the touchdown to Demetrius Harris when he dropped back and he looked off the safety to the right and then Demetrius Harris creeped off to the left and was wide open. That was so fucking beautiful. When he rolled out behind. Gonna, the be- 
the the touchdown. Well, I was going to get to the rollout one. I was going to get to. I could start with that one. That was that one. He he rolled out, and I'm watching that play live. It's like Pat. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh my god, dude. He's so good. He makes every throw. He he's got the lookoffs. You know who's also good? Pat Mahomes. Tweet at me, please. It's a me lefty. I changed my Twitter handle. It's easy to remember. I love you. You know who's also good? Harrison Butker. Kick more field goals. Uh, up until this game. and He had really, one on the season, and now he has two. Yeah. Really, I mean, coming into this game, and even up until that field goal, Kansas City was 11 for 11 in touchdowns in the red zone. They were like the opposite, the antithesis of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know also who has uh, And we, uh, we almost scored on that drive but then we had a whole we well we did score and we had a holding call bring us back and that's why we kicked the field goal ravens has scored every time they got to the red zone this year too that's true they have a really good red zone offense right they like now that they have people to throw to schematically they just like it works really nicely you know those people are old too hey they're two and one though yeah sneed not that old john brown not that old no john brown's not old no he's not that old they're like willie sneed I think they're both around the same age. Really? Obviously, their running backs aren't too old. Buck Allen and uh, Alex Collins, Alex Collins who got a big old hurdy in that game. Oof, ouch. He drank some of the... He, he borrowed some Leonard. of Leonard Fournette's juice. It's because he's... I mean, it's, we're not talking fantasy, but I have Alex Collins and Leonard Fournette, and Fournette shared it with him. Hey, you want this bottle of bone-hurting juice? And then Alex Collins is like, all right, and then he takes the sip, so, yeah. and he's like, oof, ouch, my bones. Realistically, how many touchdowns is Pat Mahomes going to throw? 69. Uh, no. Nice. I'm going to say Pat Mahomes throws 40, 40, 44. 44. I'm going to say he throws 44 touchdowns. So he's got 31 left in him for the rest I, of the season. I think later on in the year, it's going to be less him, more Kareem Hunt. I'm right. okay with that. Because, like I said, there's going to be that stretch between week 6 and 11 <laughs> that Andy Reid forgets that Pat Mahomes exists. And they just run the ball 50 times. <laughs> just every 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 successive uh, set of downs, they just, like, Kareem Hunt goes out, then he comes out, then Spencer Ware goes in, then he comes out, then Jarkandrick West goes in, and he comes out, then Kareem goes back in. They'll sign CJ Spiller a, for one-week contract to play Wildcat. He's fun to watch, man. He's got more touchdown passes than the entire NFC East. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, Dak Prescott and Eli, I mean, like, that's... Eli Manning's got three. Eli Manning's got three. Alex Smith has two. Dak Prescott has two. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles have one each. That's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. ODB hasn't caught a touchdown yet. No. After no, week three, uh, it's Brandon Julio Cooks, Jones, Julio, yeah, mm. Odell, and then there's one more really mm. prolific receiver that hasn't caught a touchdown. Yeah, well, it's not AJ, it's not Antonio, it's not DeAndre. Yeah, uh, and it was a list of four. Michael Thomas is gonna catch like 200 passes this year, so I'm sure he's caught a he's touchdown on, by this he's point. He's on pace. All right, he's on pace for 196. Wonderful. It's wonderful. That is so uh, stupid. It's awesome. You know how many targets he's had on his 38 catches? 38? 40. Yeah, he's he's been targeted 40 times. 38 of them have been caught catches. 
I would almost rather it have been 38. That every time he's been looked at, he's caught it. So I mean, that's that's optimal, but yeah. So like my pupper's bashing around. Zanzibar, oi. So yeah, so Mahomes has 13 touchdown passes to eight different receivers. The NFL record for m- most different receivers in one Atlanta, season, right? No, Brady. It was 13. Mahomes already has eight different receivers. Oh, Time to sign okay. some more skill players. I'm telling you, let's bring back Albert Wilson. Come back from Miami. Come play for the better 3-0 team, Albert Wilson. I mean, Spencer Ware's got to catch one. Charkandrick's going to catch one. And we already have uh, Demetrius Harris has one. Chris Conley has one. Anthony Sherman has one. Like, we got some. Fuck it. Throw one to Butker. Butker could get one. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, (laughs) imagine Pat Mahomes going in as, like, the field goal holder. And they run a fake field goal, and he throws a, a, a touchdown to, like, the fourth string tight end and that's like his that's the one that puts like oh that'd be so stupid i it would be pretty odd i don't know man i just i'm gonna ride the high i i made my big monologue last week about hey yeah he'll have his he'll have his come down eventually and it and at some point defenses are going to start to challenge him more and we'll see a big defensive test against denver this week Von you Miller guys play Denver. Was it like two in the, two times in the next four weeks? Yeah, and this time's on Monday night. It'll be his big primetime event. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what uh, Mahomes can do in primetime. Got Jacksonville in there too. Jacksonville, New England still coming up. We still got the Rams coming. We, we have. I mean, we've played some good teams already, but we still have more on the docket. Schedule doesn't get any easier until like week nine. Oh, Zanzibar, something to say, Zanzibar. How long do you think the Kansas City keeps their winning streak? Now he looks away. I think it was a good enough response. He licked his lips. <laughs> he licked the side of his left side of his mouth for whatever that means. So I guess he agrees with Lefty. Oh, hey, dude. hey, hey Zanzibar, go. you're such a good boy. He knows. All right, so I have I don't know how long we've been going. Is it about an hour and a half? Yep. All right, I got one last question. Nope. Wow. Ask it. Who's offensive rookie of the year so far? Because. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe Calvin Ridley yeah, if you want to put Ridley it in a one Calvin game. Ridley just for from one week. <laughs> like, yeah, well, nobody else has stood out or done. Right. I mean, you could put Saquon no, it's Barkley. Barkley. It's Barkley. But I just I hate the fact that like he hasn't actually been that he's, good. He's had two good runs that have padded his stats. He's, if you take out his if you take out his two or three largest runs, he's averaging like less than two yards a carry. I know, but he's also had like he caught ten passes last week. Yeah, I know. And then a couple more this week. I will say Barkley has Barkley has been as advertised as far as like I don't think I've seen one singular person bring Saquon Barkley down. At least as far as I've seen, like there might have been a time where it's happened, but in open space he is. Really, really good. All right. Well, the only game we didn't really talk about was Cincy Carolina. We we touched. We gave we gave a little blurb about every other game. Uh, what do you want uh, to about I'm Christian gonna... McCaffrey with the rushing yardage? That Finally, was, right. That's like a year and a half in the waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, they're actually running Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if they're able to turn that into something consistent, Carolina is going to be much more dangerous. So. I'm, I'm considering becoming an Andy Dalton stan. <laughs> an Andy In Dalton. In this house, we stand Andy Dalton. Right. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. What? Are you talking? Piper's mad. Have you wait? Have you? You know the phrase "stan"? Stan to stan. No. It, 
I mean, think of the Eminem song, Stan. It kind of got popular from there. It's you're a gigantic fan of something. If you're an Andy Dalton stan, you're an Andy Dalton fan. Oh, but, like a, but you're like a really right. crazy, like crazy, yeah, lock you your see girlfriend it, you, in the trunk yeah, type you, of fan. Sort of, yeah. You see it. I mean, you see it a lot, used a lot in stuff like K-pop and things like that. I okay. See, but it's there. Not, it's Why not, you would but, be but an it's Andy becoming Dalton more, stan? It, but it's becoming more generalized, and I kind of like it. It's because – he gets blamed for a lot of stuff that's not his fault in Cincy. Like, a lot of... When they weren't doing good in primetime games, they were all like, Andy Dalton doesn't play good in primetime games. And then... Everyone in Texas right. saying that. And then, like, Andy Dalton plays good in primetime games, and now it's like, just the Bengals don't play good in primetime games. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals as a whole don't play well in primetime games. But, uh, they just beat the Ravens in prime time. I know. That's what I'm – but that's that's the thing. He – I think it was 2015. Was was that the year with the Pittsburgh with Antonio and the Pittsburgh – Oh, band? God. Was that, uh, that was – yes, that was 2015. Okay. So that was with McCarron in the playoffs. Andy Dalton had, like, let – if we go back and if Andy Dalton plays like the last four games, three games, of they that were one season, of the best teams in the NFL that year. Yeah, if he's probably in the talks for MVP if they make it to the AFC Championship. That Absolutely. Year. And now he's he seems to be playing back on that level. Uh, I mean, you're going to have some years that are hit and miss with him, especially last year when your offensive line is horrid. Yeah, you're not going to play well. But now their offensive line is rebuilt. Shout out to Billy Price from our um, general hurt. area where we live. I know yeah. he's hurt, but like, hey, man. Yeah. He's from our area. One of our good buddies played football with him. Right. So shout out to Billy Price. Uh, but, you know, you just have – he's he's playing back on the level that he, we saw that year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people had him like in the bottom half of their quarterback rankings. And I think it's more towards the top half now if – I, I give him a top just 12. Above, I think he's probably like three or four spots above Joe Flacco. I would say, well, Joe Flacco's 16th all, perennially, yeah. just all the time. Joe. He's average he's like, Joe. So he's like, thir- he's like 13 or 14. I would say 13 would be a solid spot Yeah. for him. I mean, there's I could easily name 10 guys I'd have before him. And then, like the eleven and twelve guys would be like, "Yeah, make a case." We'll uh, we'll discuss it this week, and then we'll give you our actual top twelve quarterbacks next week. Stay tuned. But we did a top five a couple of months ago, and, and then we'll Who talk about the Titans. Who cares? Colts. Nobody listens to us. We That's our, true. No, I, I don't. You mean the Titan? You mean the Colts and the Dolphins? Wow. See, I don't even remember what teams we don't talk about. All right. So next week. Matt, I'll talk about the Colts, and you'll talk about the Dolphins. I think I can do that. Okay, good. But if we're going to talk about next week, we're, and people want to know about us and next week, and I can't talk to Justin because he's not a host today. Kuiper, what is our – because you, your team did finally win, so you are guaranteed talk. Holy time. shit, they did. I'm mad. <laughs> Where can people find out about us when they're not listening to us? T- 
to find out about us or to see what we say about stuff. It's the shtick. Well, what you're, what you're going to do to find out about us is that you're going to go pick up uh, uh, your latest issue of Cosmopolitan. <laughs> um, Corey is the cover on it this week. I'm very proud of him. It's been a dream of his for a long time to be on the cover of Cosmopolitan. We're proud of you, Super Bowl champ. And uh, it's part of his clout now as a Super Bowl champ that he gets to be on magazine covers. And uh, in that... Fuck Wendell Smallwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad about that too. I'm mad about it too. I Man, you. we were going so well not talking about fantasy. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, if you want to follow us on Twitter, give us a follow at FadPod. That's F A D P O D. That is F O F A D P O D. Ooh, you almost screwed it up. I almost did. Justin, the Packers need to win next week. You can. You can also follow <laughs> our Facebook page. Uh, I'm usually the one that posts on the Facebook page. Uh, the guys here like to do a lot of the Twitter stuff, and I do the Facebook stuff. We've also been doing Fad Pod picks, which I think we all did absolutely dreadful this week because I think we agreed on seven different games, and about four of them were wrong. So mm, spicy. That was pretty fun. And if you are on Twitter and you've already followed the FadPod Twitter page, give all of us individually a follow if you'd like to. You can follow me at Real Nate Kuiper and listen to my stupid show every Monday from 10 to 12 called Kuiper Knows Best on YSN Live. You can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey, Corey on Sports. Corey on Sports. It's just the, exactly the way it sounds. Justin is on Twitter. It's your boy, Jusby. It's B O I. And then Jusby is J U S B Y. Yep. Also, uh, I have a, uh, I have my other podcast that I've been, I've been going through. Oh yeah, Getting Jump Show. Yes. Every premieres every Wednesday night. Um, it's a pop culture. If you're into, if you're not just, uh, if you're a sport, if you like some other stuff like pop culture, you know, trendy type of, I don't want to say nerd culture. It's uh, not really nerd culture. The most recent episode, I think I talk about Elon Musk almost not really smoking pot at all. And, and you also throw Elon Musk in the pit in the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, because he's a fucking hypocrite, and I hate him. Yeah. That's on That's on the podcast. Uh, and you can also follow Matt yeah. on Twitter. It's hi, is it? It's me lefty now? It's a uh, me lefty. It's I a actually me. Ch- I, I actually changed it so I can actually like, say it in this show and not feel embarrassed. And it, So it's I-T-S-A-M-E lefty, L-E-F-T-Y. It's a me lefty. It's a me lefty. So those are all our Twitter handles. Uh, yeah, if you want to follow us, all of us. We'll tweet about things outside of Corey because Corey has separate Twitters for separate things. But all of us will tweet about things that aren't sports that might annoy you. But, oh, well, deal with it. Get used to anime and idols. Or hip-hop music for Justin. I'm going to tweet about how how fucking good the new Brockhampton album is. Yeah, and me for wrestling. So, So, well, let's uh, Corey, is it it too late to ask where people are listening to us? Do you want to tell us about that? No. <laughs> oh, again? Okay. Oh, no. Well, um, uh, oh, uh, I, I love you. Bye. I don't. Fuck you. <laughs>